the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. Nine minutes after 10 o'clock now. As hour number two is underway on this Monday, we're going to forego the Reagan Open in the interest of getting back on our clock here and giving enough time to talk to our next guest. It is, by by the way, a Monday, the 14th morning of the sixth month in the year of our Lord, 2021. I make sure to announce that. Our next guest is John Stover. He's the president of Ohio Value Voters, and he's joining us to talk about something very, very disturbing, quite, excuse me, quite frankly, because... The parents' right to know uh, legislation in the Ohio House of Representatives is a very, very simple, straightforward bill. The parents' right to know the parents ought to have a right to know what their students K through twelve are being taught when it comes to, in particular, um, teenage pregnancy prevention, uh, venereal disease, disease prevention, and otherwise, in other words, you know, comprehensive sex education, which has been going on in schools for a very, very long time. But now it is becoming much more graphic. There have been whistleblower reports of pornographic materials being distributed to students as part of that sex ed. What our legislators, uh, our conservative legislators in Columbus want to say is, you know what, parents ought to have a right to know that that's going on so that they can perhaps exempt their children from this or, even better, meet with the board and get them to stop allowing the distribution of this. But that legislation is being blocked. Not by a liberal progressive Democrat, but by a Republican. And we'll let John Stover tell you what Ohio Value Voters is trying to do about that. John, good to have you back on our program. How are you, sir? Very good, Bob. Thank you very much for having me today. And is, uh, God bless you for what you're doing and uh, way of reporting upon this. Oh, no, no. It's a God bless you and your team of activists and concerned patriotic citizens at Ohio Value Voters who are actually working and coordinating with state legislators to to make all of the right decisions here. But uh, first of all, tell me a little bit more. I gave a thumbnail sketch of what uh, uh, the uh, uh, Parents' Right to Know Act actually does. Give us a little bit more depth on that before we talk about what's going on with it. All right. Uh, Bob, a lot to talk about here, and I know we have limited time, but uh, first of all, let me uh, urge your listeners to go to uh, ohiovaluevoters.org, or they can go to protectohiochildren.com. They can get to uh, the information that we have here that we're going to be going over. But uh, this is House Bill 240, Parents' Right to Know Act. It's been from the uh, earlier this year. It was introduced by... uh, Two representatives, Representative uh, Reggie Stolfus and Sarah Fowler-Arthur, two uh, patriots that uh, are working there to uh, do the right thing for the people in the state of Ohio and parents in the state of Ohio. You know, Bob, this goes back all the way to 2019, and you had us on your radio program back in, uh, I believe it was 2000, Uh, but in 2019, 
we as an organization having evidence, 200 pages of evidence of this prior to the whistleblower video that we received in August of 2020. But we met with the Attorney General's office, Governor's office, met with Senator President Opoff at the time and the Speaker's office. We provided a copy of all this material. You know, we heard nothing back necessarily from anyone. I mean, there was there was no uh, concern about the material we provided. Well, come fast forward to August 2020, we get the uh, whistleblower video and the old cliche about a picture being worth a thousand words. Well, a video in this case was worth 10,000 words. I mean, it was just as, as you've seen this video. And your, once again, your listeners can, can go to our website. They can watch this video. So beginning of this year, well, let me back up to 2020. This video, once I received it, it went to the governor's office. It went to the attorney general's office. It went also to the Senate president and the Speaker of the House, um, which was under the old General Assembly. We fast forward to 2021. We have new members, new leadership, et cetera. So we have the same governor. Mm-hmm. Um, I send it directly on January 18th to Governor DeWine for him to receive it. I send it to him directly. Okay, made sure they had it and uh, claimed that he was going to watch it. Haven't heard anything back. Met with Senate President Huffman. Speaker Cup, the chairman of the Senate Education Committee, Andrew Brenner, and we also I also had two conference calls with uh, Gail Manning, as well as two email exchanges with Gail Manning. And by and large, it certainly uh, appeared that there was going to be nothing done relative to moving these bills through the uh, Senate committee so that they may reach the House floor. It's rather interesting, the leadership, um, when when, uh, the speaker uh, selects someone to serve as chair of any of these committees, the chair has a great amount of power. The speaker does have ultimate responsibility and the buck stops at his or her desk to move this legislation to make sure it gets moved forward. So what we're hoping at this time is that the the speaker will move in, speaker cup, and basically say, hey, look, Chairman Manning, you need to hold hearings on this bill, which, by the way, as a result of another patriot such as yourself, I tell you, Jack Windsor, I um, you know commend him uh, tremendously for the fact that he had the courage to run this story. And uh, he didn't pull any punches in the story that appeared over the weekend from the Ohio Star and also included the video within his story. Yeah. So as a result of that story, Bob, it certainly appears that we're going to uh, hopefully start seeing some movement, not only on House Bill 240, the, uh, of course, uh, Parents' Right to Know Act, but also House Bill 61. House Bill 61 is the uh, uh, Save uh, Women's Sports Act. Yeah, and uh, th- those are extraordinarily important. That video is just, uh, it's unbelievable to think that somebody thinks that that's okay to present uh, to, you know, to th- that these materials can be presented to our children. And again, we're talking about not even high school kids or exclusively high school kids, which is still too young. You're talking about 14, 15, 16, and 17-year-olds. But to uh, to kids in, in classes K through 12, it's really amazing. We're talking about pornography, sexting. We're talking about sex toys. We're talking about BDSM, really some of the most graphic things. And parents need to know. That's what HB 240 does. Now, let's talk more about Gail Manning, if we could, because, you know, we we elect Republicans, and, and this is why I get very upset sometimes talking about Ohio government and, and what goes on in Columbus. 
we elect Republicans thinking that we're electing conservative majorities in both the House and the Senate in the General Assembly. We elect a Republican governor thinking we've elected a conservative person to, you know, uphold the values that we hold dear than the Constitution that, of course, guides us all, both the Ohio and the, and the U.S. Constitution. And we find out we're not doing that. Just because we're voting Republican does not, not mean we're voting for the right people and, and certainly conservatives. And Gail Manning is in yet another example uh, is is proving to be one of those. She is not just, as you said in your email, she's not just you know uh, voting against this bill, she, which she certainly is permitted to do, but she is holding it up. And and you know the work that is being done by Reggie Stoltzfus and Sarah Fowler and others. You're talking about the you know we're going to talk more about the uh, sponsor testimony too. But the um, the the what can't, what. Uh, Gail Manning is doing right now is not just voting against it. She's stopping anybody from even voting on it at all. And uh, this is something that is incomprehensible when you're talking about a Republican doing this to majority Republican General Assembly. Yes, Bob, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, our organization, Ohio Value Voters, we endorse candidates. Uh, and let me just say this, that we did something this past November that no other organization in the state has done. And Gail Manning was one of four legislators that we urged in the November election not to vote for. And why did we make that decision? Because she voted against the heartbeat bill. Right. So, you know, I, 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 I couldn't agree so this more. This is par for the course state. with her. This is par for the course yeah, with her. Absolutely. Absolutely right. And, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate. But, but you know, if somebody wants to, uh, you know, act like the Democrats and they are going to be a Democrat, et cetera, then you know what? Run as a Democrat, not as a Republican, because you're right. We don't expect this. And one of the things that also is troubling, and I, I see this with, uh, you know, other Republicans that are serving our state, uh, you know, they have a disease, Bob, and that disease is uh, SB, um, uh, BD, uh, spine, it, it's called uh, uh, um, Silly Putty Spine Disorder. Silly Putty Spine Disorder, SPSD, <laughs> Silly Putty Spine Disorder. And a lot of them have it. Uh, it's unfortunate, but they don't have the backbone to do what they need to do when it comes to uh, this type of legislation. This is no nonsense legislation. Uh, you know, you can be a member of the Democrat Party, and this should have bipartisan support among some Democrats, because I would not want to be a Democrat going back to my district and explaining to my constituents why it is that I felt parents didn't have a right to know, why it is that I didn't feel that we needed to keep biological men from competing in women's sports right. in House Bill 61. These are very simple bills to, to support. And they they really are, uh, particularly when you're talking about on the second one, on the uh, uh, the Sports Act, you know, this is just science. This is just science. There's a reason why we have separate separate sports in the Olympics. It's why we have separate, separate sports uh, at every level between men and women, because biologically it makes no sense to put them together. And now we're just going to just erase biology and say, yeah, but this person feels that way, so therefore uh, the two can mix. It is simply ridiculous. But as to the former, let's go back to, uh, to HP. 240 and talk about 330 today and the sponsor testimony john stover yes that that will be uh, actually uh tomorrow tomorrow at oh i'm sorry 15th i'm sorry yeah today's the 14th flag day my apologies but well it's even better it gives us more chance to prepare but go ahead yes yes and this will be at the uh, state capitol 330 p.m this is uh, strictly sponsor testimony uh the two sponsors uh representative uh Sophus and Sarah Fowler Arthur will have an opportunity to present this bill to the committee. 
Uh, I'm urging, uh, by way of our website and um, our uh, e-blast that went out uh, this morning, anyone that's able to attend this meeting, please attend it. It's not open to the public, but mm-hmm. certainly you'll have an opportunity to show support for this bill and support uh, both uh, Reggie and Sarah as they bring this bill's, um, you know, the language to the committee. I understand Jack Windsor. I spoke to him yesterday, Bob. He plans on attending. Uh, once again, I, I, I can't say uh, enough about uh, Jack. I mean, he's, you know, I, I tell you what, I've given Jack a new nickname here. Uh, it's, uh, you know, you remember uh, you had uh, Sammy the Bull, you know. Well, this is yeah. Jack the Bull Winter. <laughs> I mean, he is he's a bull on, on, the, on the Capitol. Yeah, but unlike Sammy the Bull, he's not gonna he's not gonna do bad things to people, and then when he gets in trouble, rat on him. Just a, a little bit well, of a difference. But I, I like well, well, but, but hey, Bob, hey, Bob, but wait a minute though. He's not going to literally do this figuratively. I'm telling you what, he's breaking a lot of legs through his reporting. <laughs> yes, but he'll have more integrity when it's done. Uh, that 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 I think that's right. Sure. So the sponsor testimony is tomorrow. But like as you said, if people can attend it, please do attend it. Certainly show support uh, for this bill. Um, any idea if and when there will be public testimony taken on this? You know, that's uh, strictly uh, the uh, under the uh, discretion of the committee chair, Gail Manning. I'm uh, I'm hopeful that. As I, as I stated, was reported by um, Jack Windsor in the Ohio Star uh, uh, story. Right. You know, she has a right to vote uh, against it, but bring it out of committee. But, but get it out of committee and let other people speak on it as well. That's right. Yeah. John Stover, president of Ohio Value Voters, working very, very hard on behalf of our kids and our families, our schools. Uh, critical race theory, of course, we talked to him about that as well, but there are so many different issues. John, thank you. God bless you for your work. Uh, please keep us posted uh, with anything else we need to know, all right? Yes, thank you, Bob. Thank you, John Stover. All right, that's John Stover at the Ohio Value Voters. Uh, check them out, uh, Ohio Value Voters website. And like he said, you, you may not like everything you see, including the video, but if you want to know truly what is being presented to our kids through this education, through quote-unquote VD education and uh, a pregnancy prevention education, etc., you need to see it. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure that once you do, it will it will gin up your anger and your outrage enough to make you want to act on it. Right? And that's what's key here. 1022, right back after this. Okay, it's 1026. I'm going to get a phone call real quick here because Mary's been hanging on for quite some time now to talk about Flag Day, so let's do that. And then we've got a few other things we must discuss. Mary in Westlake, good morning. You're on the air. Go right ahead. Oh, good morning. Thank you so much for for taking my call. I I have a few comments. Um, I think, uh, gosh, Flag Day, I think it's really heartening to see a lot of people, including myself, putting their flags out on a flagpole all the time. And I think that the more people that do that, the better I think that they are trying to somehow, obviously, this is about shaming us for loving America or believing in America or we're not supposed to believe in America because, what, uh, 14% of the population is ticked off uh, because they accepted welfare and stayed in in, uh, poverty-ridden areas when they could have done what other uh, groups did. So, I mean, 
I'm sorry, I have a lot of sort of no, like no, it's okay. uh, related ahead. topics that just really, really annoy me. There are a lot of things going on that people are not aware of. I'll give you an example. Um, to accommodate those who are quote-unquote low income, I really can't, I, I just uh, get very upset about the re- reparations nonsense. Their reparations were living and getting paid to have more children. I mean, if they didn't get what that was about, that's their problem. That's where all of the all of the issues originate. Um, you know, no family structure, no no fathers, no. That's all. And and if you hear some honest African Americans talking about it, they agree with that. That's where the 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 issue starts. And from there, if you choose, there are many people who did not want to continue in that lifestyle. That was their choice. There are plenty of people. My grandparents came from uh, Ireland, and and my husband's parents grandparents came from Italy. They all chose to do something with what they had. Completely different than how African Americans started here, but you know, I, I'm just tired of hearing about it. And all of these things to accommodate the, all these different whatever LGBT. Okay, whatever you can be gay, I don't care. But don't make me have to honor you in some insane way. And um, I think that this is all about trying to discredit America. Um, some of these politicians need a mental health check a serious mental health check before they're allowed to go into politics. People like Nancy Pelosi and AOC, (laughs) who I believe looks and appears to be completely crazy. So when these, and the other um, concern is about the vaccinations. Now the FDA normally, and I, and I'm very familiar with vaccinations. Um, I had a business and I I provided those for many years. So I'm, I'm pretty knowledgeable about it. It normally takes the FDA forever to approve anything years and years and years. And so I understand the purpose of this because it was very frightening and they were trying to solve it and protect those people. But I heard someone talking earlier about um, the, the fact that they were not providing things that could cure people or could alleviate their symptoms. That's completely crazy. That's like Russia, China stuff. And um, the other thing that I've heard recently is that they don't know the effects of this, but what they're seeing, my son didn't want to be vaccinated. I'm like, boy, I don't know, maybe you should... I don't want him to get the vaccination now because I've uh, heard there's a recent study that indicates that 20 to 25 percent of young men who get the vaccine develop a heart condition. I saw the same report. I saw the same report. Yeah, it's called like like myocarditis or something like that. And it's very, very concerning. Yes, it is. And who knows what it's going to do to the rest of us. I had it, but I had a very mild version of it. My son had a very mild version, my husband very mild version, and he has comorbidities, but um, I don't know. I think it's really crazy, and they're getting more. Um, so Mally's, I will not, and, and, and I know them. You know, I, I, my, my children went to the same school, so I know them. I don't know what that's about. It's really messed up. And um, the owner's wife is a nurse. She should know better. This is not safe, and she should also know that wearing a mask is not going to prevent people from getting it. Uh, well, I, I, there's also the germs you pick up, all the things you pick up on your hands and touch your face, all that stuff. It's crazy. That's that's, that's exactly are- right. All that stuff is 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 being proven more and more. And Mary, I'm sorry, I've got to let you go there after that great, great uh, uh, rant that you just went on. Uh, but we are up against our news. So thank you for the phone call. I agree about Mally's. I started the show with that. If you did not hear it, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll refresh that after the news. And then tell you about Mentor High School's assistant principal for a few more weeks anyway. You're going to want to hear this story. It's coming up on AM 1420, The Answer.
are two sides to every story. There's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Okay, so I started the show with this. I'm going to update it briefly before I go on to Mentor High School and uh, something you're going to want to hear. Um, I received a post um, on, I think it was Friday. Uh, it was a copy of a letter ostensibly sent from the HR manager, human resources manager at Mally's Chocolates, to all employees on Thursday, this past Thursday. And essentially what it is, it's a threat. Get your vaccination or you're fired. All right. Now, they don't phrase it that way. They say, get your vaccination and show us or you will be placed on by June 30th or you will be placed on a leave of absence and your employment with Mally's will be reviewed. On June 15th, if we haven't heard from you, we will begin the recruiting process to backfill your open spot. In other words, get the vaccine or you're fired. Uh, the handwritten note underneath the typed letter from HR to all, it was addressed to all, the handwritten part of it on the letter says, I need two-week notices or copies of vaccination cards if you haven't given to me. So it's just that simple. Two-week notices of your intention to quit, or you better have that vaccination card. They do provide two exceptions. One says religious, one says ADA, which is Americans with Disabilities Act, accommodation that could uh, get you off the hook here. But the threat is legitimate, the threat is real, and it needs to be responded to. And my response is, until I see a news story or coverage of this or get a response from Mally's, and I am reaching out to Mally's, by the way, to confirm this story and also to find out uh, you know, if they're going to change that policy. Until I get confirmation, I'm done buying there. Now, there's a great, great chocolatier in my hometown anyway, so I don't have to go to North Olmstead to go to Mally's, but I sometimes do if I'm in the area. I love Malio's. I love their food. I love their chocolate. I love their, their ice cream. It's great. But I'm done. I will not support businesses that support unconstitutional mandates that, that mess with people's um, uh, medical freedoms, their own liberties. I will not do it. Now, am I calling for a boycott? I don't want to go that far yet, but maybe. But all I know is I'm not going to do it. Same thing with some other things that I do. I won't buy Nike anymore. I don't watch the NBA or Major League Baseball anymore. Uh, the NFL is on high notice. I didn't watch at all last year until the Browns' second playoff game, and then the, I watched the Super Bowl, so I caved. But generally speaking, I, I'm just kind of on a personal mission here. I'm not going to support businesses that do things the wrong way, and I want to support businesses that do them the right way. So a quick reminder about freespeech.reviews. That's a website you should be aware of. Freespeech.reviews. It's a crowdsourced website, kind of similar to Yelp. But instead of providing reviews on services and so forth, what it does is it provides, it gives you an opportunity, because it's crowdsourced, to list businesses that are face and medical freedom friendly. Meaning, they have not required masks. Now that uh, the CDC guidance has changed and Ohio's guidance has changed from Everybody has to wear a mask in public to, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to, but if you're not vaccinated, you do. There's still a lot of businesses who are following that mantra. It's trash. And so we want businesses that are not falling into that trash. We want businesses that recognize the freedom to breathe oxygen instead of mandated carbon dioxide. We want to give them special love. 
businesses that are not requiring employees nor uh, customers to show proof of vaccinations. We want to give them special love. So please log on to freespeech.reviews. Enter the name and the location of a business that you know that's doing it right so that we can all patronize those businesses and stay away from the ones who are doing it wrong. Make sense? Now, let me move on. As promised, there is a new candidate for the Ohio State uh, House of Representatives, the, the Ohio House of Representatives. I had never heard of him before. Somebody shared this Facebook post of this gentleman's with me, which, of course, led me to his page and came to find out that he is, quote unquote, this is a quote under it's in his little bio, this is my official campaign Facebook page for District 61 of the Ohio House of Representatives. His background picture on Facebook uh, is complete with yard signs. Enough, Biden-Harris, 2020. Um, his name is Adam Dudziak. Whether I'm pronouncing that right or not, I don't know. Frankly, don't care. It's Dudziak or Dudziak, either way. Turns out he's the assistant principal at Menor High School. Which means, of course, he is in control of students in one of the biggest high schools in Ohio. He has a huge impact on them. He gave the address at their commencement in front of 567 some graduates and all of their parents and loved ones. This man is a assistant principal. And he wants to be a, a state representative for District 61. You might say, so what's so dramatic about that, Bob? Well, let's talk about the drama of that. If you go to this man's Facebook page, which is public, it's not hidden, you will see a post that was made on Saturday that told me everything that I needed to know about this candidate for office and this principal, assistant principal at Minner. It was in response to the news story of the Florida Board of Education passing the rule that was uh, uh, ordered by Governor Ron DeSantis banning the teaching of critical race theory in classrooms. So he posted a link to that story from NBC News and then offered this commentary in his own hand. Quote, The right has been falsely hiding behind the terms cancel culture Free uh, First Amendment rights, and educators indoctrinating with liberal ideas. The truth is they are only fighting for white supremacy and power. We must teach the truth! Double exclamation point. That does not mean our history is all negative or we are going to penalize white kids. It simply means teaching the truth. Liberals, critical thinkers, Democrats, educators, and all others who value truth and education better be ready to speak up because the other side has already started their misinformation fight. If we do not speak up and be prepared to confront lies, we all lose! Exclamation point. Now, I was, in a word, stunned to read what I just read from this quote-unquote educator. His immediate declaration that people on, quote, the right are, quote, only fighting for white supremacy and power, and that we are 
hiding behind the terms cancel culture and First Amendment rights and educators indoctrinating with liberal ideas. I immediately went to the comment section and entered this comment. You have an open invitation to debate this topic with me on my radio program. Message me privately and we will arrange. Yes, candidate Adam, this is a dare. Now, this was yesterday. His post was made Saturday. This was yesterday. The reply that he gave in the comment section to me was, Bob France, I'm not looking for a debate, but I would be very happy to have a conversation about social justice and what we can all do together to ensure equal opportunity for all. As you can imagine, I had to reply to that. Not looking for a debate? You spent your entire post denying the reality of the cancel culture that has cost so many people their jobs and their reputations for refusing to engage in woke speak or for defending this glorious nation against those that claim it is not already socially just. Accusing the right of wanting to promote white supremacy and claiming that the other side has started a misinformation fight that your side must be prepared to confront but you're not looking for a debate? Too late, sir. You've already got one. Message me. I'll give you a day and a time, and we'll book this non-debate. Now, the moment I got into this fray on Facebook with this extraordinarily dangerous, hate-mongering assistant principal, and yes, he is hate-mongering, by immediately in his very first words declaring that people on the right, i.e. people who disagree with him, are white supremacists and racists looking only to advance white supremacy. The moment I got involved and, and announced these things, the liberal trolls, the progressive, critical race theory supporting Marxists in training who follow Adam Dudziak jumped on there and began to hate speak me. I don't care about hate mail. I don't care about critical comments from liberal lunatics like this. I get them all the time. I've been doing this for a very long time, and I come to expect that. But what I do want to do is have this out in an open forum, not in a cartoonish comment section of a Facebook post. So I reached out and said, again, message me and we will put you on the radio. He finally did do that. And when I told him I was going to set aside the entire 10 o'clock hour of Wednesday's show or another show so that we can discuss why he supports critical race theory, why he supports calling people on the right white supremacists, why he doesn't believe that cancel culture and a threat to our First Amendment rights is real. Why he uh, believes that he can support critical race theory and Black Lives Matter, and at the same time have a sign on his uh, Facebook page that says, I support police. I want to have a conversation with him to find out how you can claim you support police, but also support the organizations that call for the defunding and the abolition of police. I want to have this on air. And I told him the 10 o'clock hour was all his. His response, 
you know that I'm an educator and I work for a school. And so you know I can't come on the radio at 10 o'clock. And I said, your school year is still in effect? He said, no, but he's the principal of summer school. Okay. Have any office hours where you're just in your office doing work where you could put together a few minutes for a phone call to discuss this as you said that we should? No, I don't have office hours like that. I can't do that. We'll just have to do this some other time. In his comments uh, underneath his post, he made note of the fact that he has officially resigned his position with Mentor High School, Mentor Schools. His reason, he says, is because he didn't want to cause any more problems for the Board of Education, which receives numerous complaints about this progressive wingnut and what he is doing to students in Mentor High School. He said in order to run for office effectively and not have his employers, both the principal and, again, board members and probably superintendent, be harassed by these white supremacist right-wing trolls, he resigned his position, which is effective at the end of the summer school schedule. So I said, okay. He, uh, he doesn't want to involve the school board anymore. But yet he is still a member of the Mentor High School or Mentor Schools, um, an employee of the Mentor Schools school district. Let's phrase it that way. In fact, still the principal of summer school till the end of July, he said. So I thought to myself, well, if he's still in, employed and he's on Facebook calling people who disagree with him racist and white supremacists, insulting them in ways that you cannot even imagine. I think it would probably be a good idea that the Board of Education still knows about this. So I'm going to make a phone call, and I'm not going to tell anybody else what to do, but I did find out that the Mentor School Board phone number is 440-255-4444. So I just wrote it down so that I don't forget it, and I'm going to repeat it to myself a few times. You ever do that so you can remember a phone number? 440-255-4444, 440-255-4444, 440-255-4444. You ever do that? you got to do that sometimes just to remember things. 440-255-4444, that's the number of the Mentor Public School Board. Anyway, uh, I'm going to call them, and I'm going to ask them if they're okay with their current principal of Mentor Summer School Program, um, calling people in the district and outside the district if they have conservative points of view, i.e. are, quote, the right, end quote, they are racist and white supremacists who deserve to be insulted. I just want to find out if the school board is still okay with that. Because maybe he shouldn't be allowed to resign on July 31st. Maybe the school board might make, make a decision to um, part ways sooner than that. So I'm going to call sometime today, 440-255-4444, and I'm going to make a uh, suggestion. I'm going to ask the school board if they approve of their assistant principal of their high school, a man who gave a commencement address uh, at their commencement in front of 500-plus students and probably a 1,000 family members. I'm going to ask if they're okay with this. So I'll call 440-255-4444. Maybe somebody else might think about doing that themselves as well. Not that I'm going to tell you to do it, but that's a number I'm going to remember. Maybe you will. 440-255-4444. And I will let you know if Adam Dudziak ever finds the time. Oh, and by the way, I I left out part of it. I said we can record the interview outside of your school hours, and I'll play it back. 
He has not responded to that suggestion. But we'll see if we ever get Adam Dudziak on the air to defend his love of critical race theory and his belief that people on the right are white supremacists. Do what you will with that information. We'll be right back. Okay, 1056. I've got time maybe for one, maybe two calls before the top of the hour. Let's uh, let's bring Vince from Mentor onto the airwaves. Vince, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. He literally just dropped, I am told. Okay. Maybe he didn't want to have anything to say. I'm going to assume that the Vince in Mentor that, is on the, that was on the line before he dropped is the same Vince in Mentor who uh, engaged in all of the hate speech and all of the uh, lies and insults of me and other people who are on, quote, the right that responded to Adam Dudziak's claims that the right has been falsely hiding behind terms like cancel culture and that uh, they only want white supremacy and they want power. And that they must teach the truth by way of critical race theory. I'm assuming that it's the same Vince who was on that uh, on that page uh, trying to uh, pass off his insults and his accusations as being facts. But uh, I won't know because he hung up. I will follow this with the last post of uh, Mr. Dudziak, at least the most recent one, which was yesterday morning, in which he posted... Um, a link to a story from edweek.org, which I'm assuming is an educational news magazine or, or, or resource, asking the question, what is critical race theory and why is it under attack? Uh, commentary reading, found this article and I felt it was a good read. Note to racists and white supremacists, you may want to avoid this article and there probably isn't any reason for you to follow me. Well, I've got news for you, Adam. There is a lot of reason. There are a lot of reasons, rather, for us to follow you. And that's because you are trying to now go beyond just poisoning the minds of students at Mentor High School. Now you want to be a representative of the Ohio House of Representatives. Now you want to represent the people of District 61 in Columbus, Ohio. And now that makes you everybody's problem, not just Mentor's problem. So I would ask anybody who still has a Facebook account who's in this, uh, in this audience to look up Mr. Dudziak and view, it, view his uh, commentary for yourself. His page is public. You don't have to friend request him. He's wide open. Just go on your Facebook page and search for Adam Dudziak, D-U-D-Z-I-A-K. He is a candidate for public office and thus should be viewed by every Ohio resident because he could be casting votes that decide on a lot of our liberties here in the state of Ohio. So whether you're in District 61 or not, take a look at Adam Dudziak on Facebook. Take a look at his his belief statements and respond accordingly. And we'll see if he ever comes on the airwaves of AM 1420, The Answer. Open invitation stands. That's all the time we've got. Thanks for being a part of the show. We'll see you tomorrow with Kirsten Now on AM 1420, The Answer. Bye-bye.